What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Parker here. I am your host, Parker here. Parker Haney's the name. Podcasting is the game. Ugh, that was lame. Listen, you guys, I am being a little bit more consistent, and I'm happy about it. Um, I wanted to get in here a little more often just because there's so much going on with the NHL playoffs and um, and the NBA playoffs, obviously, the, the Live Golf Tournament, um, talking PGA, there's a lot going on with that. Um, Sam Burns, just disgusting, sinking a freaking 25-footer from off the green uh, to win the first overtime hole against Scotty Scheffler. A whole bunch of fun stuff going on, um, and I, I feel like I haven't been as consistent. Summer's been a little bit weird, and I apologize for that, but I'm here now, and I, I just wanted to – Come on, give some finals picks. Um, I don't know, just just try and talk through them, I guess. The matchups are weird. The statistics are weird. You can – like, we all know that this Warriors team isn't the same as, you know, their previous run, the 2015 and 16, that run. It's not the same team. What was what what was the funniest thing to me in the Maverick series, and I talked about it a little bit on my last episode, was they were they were getting they had more points in the paint and more rebounds. Right? You think Golden State, and I feel like the casual fan is like, Oh yeah, the Splash Bros, Steph and Clay, they're gonna beat you from outside. Every three feels like a dagger. All that stuff is true, but they're doing everything else really well to win these basketball games. They're rebounding well. They're getting points in the paint. Their their defense is unbelievable. That was easily the most impressive thing about game six when they won that game was – or or game five. Yeah, game five was their ability to just fly around and be able to – their rotations defensively, they're so together. And that, that's what's the scariest thing to me about the Warriors is it seems like they're playing their best basketball right now. Steph Curry mentioned it in, in a post-game interview. He was like, listen, we're, we're peaking at the right time. And I fully believe that because you have Steph, Clay, and Dre who are, you know, the core of this, of this near dynasty. I would say dynasty. We can talk about what, what a true dynasty is, but – for, from 2015 to now, the Warriors have, have been one of the best teams in the NBA. And especially you look at the head coach as well with Steve Kerr, and like I fully believe that they are peaking at the right time because they know what it takes to win NBA championships. They know that you need to be playing your best ball right now. And that's that's what it seems like they're they're doing, and that's it's scary. But with all that being said, this Boston team has has proven that that they're about it. I I would say that I think Boston has the better team. If we get what if we get what Clay did in Game Five, I I give the edge to the Warriors. But he hasn't looked like that all playoffs. You know, he, he's 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 getting there. But Game Five, he looked like his old self. But that hasn't been consistent. And if it's not, I give the slight edge to to Boston because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been pretty consistently really good. Marcus Smart has been really good. Um, 
Al Horford obviously had had an unbelievable series against the Bucks, and then it kind of felt like he was a little exhausted against the Heat. Um, but I, I feel like I want to give the slight edge to Boston, and maybe that's just recency bias in that you look at the path that they had to go through, Nets, Bucks, Heat, and all of them were, well, I actually saw this. This was a funny thing. So they swept the Nets, right? It's It's been the only sweep of, of the entire 2022 playoffs. And the point differential in all of the Boston series, so Boston against the Nets, Boston against Milwaukee, Boston against Miami, the closest point differential was actually the Nets series. And you can say, you know, it went to more games, and that's why it was so close. Boston would have blown them out had it gone to more games. But through those first four games, I believe only one was decided by double digits. Maybe not even one of them, you know? So, like, anyway, all that to say, that series was really good, really close. I understand it was a sweep, but, you know, Brooklyn gave them all that they could. Milwaukee, obviously, reigning champs, Giannis, undoubtedly the best player in the world. Um, that series was unbelievable. And then you go to Miami, and Jimmy Butler really just rose to this this level that we've only seen one time back in 2020 when he was in the bubble. And just played unbelievable, played out of his mind. And and then you look at what the Warriors did and, you know, that, that Nuggets series, a lot of injuries, that one doesn't really count. Pretty easy to stop Jokic when he's the only one you have to worry about. And playoff basketball is just different in the regular season. You're never going to stop him. But in the playoffs, when everybody's trying a little bit harder, everything means a little bit more, it's a little easier to stop Jokic. You know, you go you go to Memphis and then it's – I don't know. I, I maybe Jaws there, and it and it changes the whole series. But that whole thing kind of just felt like the Warriors were better. I understand they lost a game by <laughs> they were down by fifty five points in one of those games, but kind of felt like the Warriors were in control of of almost that whole series. And then the Mavs, you know, they they probably should have played the Suns, and then the Mavs stuck it to the Suns, and and that was a weird, and it was an upset. And it feels like Luka is just one, the, the Mavs are just one piece away. So I don't know. I, I feel like the Warriors haven't really had a true test, I guess. Um, and I think that Boston really, really means business. You look at uh, uh, the my favorite stat that's flying around right now is you look at both of their defensive ratings from the entire year, and they are the exact same. They are both so good defensively. They have the exact same defensive rating, and we could really be in store for a, a special, special final series here. And I'm hoping that we get it because the rest of the playoffs, as I said on the last pod, have not necessarily been the best. So I'm hoping that we get that we get a pretty good final series here. Game one is tonight. Sorry, I forgot to tell you guys when I'm recording this. I'm recording this June 2nd um, in the morning. Hopefully uh, Nate Dog, my my editor and my intro guy, will be able to get this done pretty much as soon as I get done, and then I'll have it released to you guys before game one. So let's just go through a little bit of the predictions. Game one is in, in San Francisco, in Golden State. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I hate – I kind of hate doing predictions. I love betting, but I hate doing predictions, <laughs> which is kind of, I guess, stupid, but – it just feels so dumb because how there's so many things that we don't know, you know, especially for me where I'm not as 
you know, I, I enjoy doing SUU basketball, and I'm pretty involved in SUU basketball, right? I'm watching a lot of their practices. I'm behind the scenes a little bit. But, but when it's a game, right, when we're talking the NBA Finals, I've never been in the arena with them. I've never been in a practice. You know, I, I'm basing this information just on what I've seen on TV alone, you know, and and that can be difficult. Granted, I watch a lot more basketball than than probably most people, but still, predictions just feel so silly to me because there's no way that that we can really know exactly what's going to happen, you know. And, and I was actually thinking about that with, with uh, Capital One's The Match, right? So Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady against Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and a golf thing. It's a big charity event. They donate a lot of money. It's really awesome. It's really good, actually. I <laughs> I enjoy watching it. It's it's very entertaining seeing, you know, these athletes that are so beloved to us in a, in a more laid-back setting, you know, with, with more access to them. But – there were there right there were odds on DraftKings to for who was going to win and i it, i don't know it made me realize and i guess people will bet on anything but like you're betting on golf on four guys who are professional quarterbacks and who don't you know don't play golf like that right like <laughs> i don't know i'd be so frustrated if I had any amount of money on Josh Allen and I watch him shank one into the weeds, you know, like it just seems so silly to me that, that we're putting money on these guys that, (laughs) that it isn't even their main sport. And I guess you can say that about anything, but I guess it was more weird because it was in the match. Right. And they're doing like, they have mulligans sponsored by state farm and like, you know, different rules and stuff like that. doesn't feel like everything's going to be official. Like I think Josh Allen, right. Like, uh, his shot on 11, he hits it over the green, and then his ball somehow rolls back onto the green, right, because somebody kicked it. And it's like, dude, I have money on this game and <laughs> or on this match, and, you know, I got spectators kicking the ball back onto the green. It just felt so silly to me. Anyway, so <laughs> let's get back to predictions. I do believe that the Warriors will win this series. And... I am only, the only thing I'm really basing that on is just playoff experience. I think I, I value, and it's it, that seems silly to say, right, because this Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart trio has, they actually have a lot of playoff experience. Been to the Eastern Conference Finals three times now, but it just feels like this Golden State team is so much more relaxed, so much more prepared you know, Ime Udoka, I love him. He's been unbelievable for the Celtics, but it's Steve Kerr, man. It's Steve Kerr on the other side. He knows exactly what he needs to do to win. Steve Kerr, one of the, you know, won multiple championships as a player and now has multiple championships as a head coach. He's one of the most winningest guys in the NBA history, you know. He's won this thing a bunch of times, and I just feel like I have to put a greater value on that than than what the Celtics do, but with that being said, I would love nothing more than to be proven wrong and to just have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown go ballistic, have Marcus Smart look unbelievable on defense, you know, have this young team just come and, and show everybody what's up, what's going on. I I really think that would be special. So I'm fully open to uh, to getting – to being proven wrong, I guess is what I'm trying to say. 
we'll we'll probably do two, maybe three more episodes during the finals. Uh, they have two days between every game, so I would say at least two more pod episodes between the finals. A um, little bit of hockey. I believe game two of the Western Conference Finals are tonight, the Avalanche and the Oilers. And that first game was, wow, unbelievable. <laughs> the Oilers just have have no care to play any type of defense to, to get down and skate at all. Um, eight goals for the Avalanche. I think five or six for the Oilers. Um, uh, just a whole lot of scoring going on in the Western Conference. And I don't want to say bad goalkeeping, but it's – it's yeah, because it's not really fair to say bad goalkeeping when, you know, it's two-on-one, three-on-two fast breaks all the time. Uh, you can't expect your goalie to save 98% of those, you know. But – you watch the the Tampa Bay and New York Rangers series, which was on last night. Rangers steal that one, and, and Vasilevsky actually looked like he was struggling a little bit. But, you know, you look at that series with Shesterkin and Vasilevsky in, in net, and feels like a completely different series. You know, feels like those goalkeepers actually matter. They're actually important, whereas in the Western Conference, it's kind of just like, it, I don't know, it, it's way more about, McKinnon and and uh, McDavid, right, going back and forth, Drysidle and and all those guys versus in the East, it, it really feels like it's a battle of Shesterkin and and Vasilevsky. So we'll see. It's going to be really fun, guys. I'm really loving watching the NHL. I know that a lot of you guys don't watch it, but please just tune in. I'm going to reiterate this one more time. Hockey is the single greatest sport to watch and I know that a lot of you guys are frustrated you can't see the puck it's it's a long game the intermissions are long but I am telling you nothing gets more intense than hockey does a line change is on average 40 to 50 seconds so for 40 to 50 seconds these guys are on the ice giving everything they have going absolute balls to the wall for just under a minute and then they change and then somebody else does it and you have three 20-minute periods of guys giving everything they have. It is so intense. It's like if a football game was never ending, being so serious, right? That 20 sec- 15 to 20-second play for football players is unbelievable. The intensity is so high. They're giving everything they have for 15 seconds, but then they pause, take a break for two minutes. Imagine if it was just continuous, because that's exactly what hockey is. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable and, and requires so much skill and precision. And athleticism. You guys, the NHL playoffs are so sick, and I want you guys to watch, please. You know, while we're, you know, while we're talking about dumb crap, Formula One. I don't know anything about Formula One. I watched Drive to Survive, and now I love it, just like the other, you know, 85% of, of American fans of Formula One did. I watched Drive to Survive on Netflix. It was unbelievable. I fell in love with Formula One, and now I'm getting up at 7 a.m. to watch a race in Monaco. (laughs) And I don't know why, but I do it. Uh, The Monaco Grand Prix was on Sunday, and it was was just fine. It's really hard. I understand the the iconicism of, of Monaco and how many 
you know, unbelievable races have been there and, and it might be the, uh, I don't want to say, I, again, I don't know anything about Formula One. I feel like there's something about it being one of the oldest racetracks in Formula One. Um, it's a street race, but that race had so much potential to be so dope. And it just wasn't because there's no overtaking in Monaco. There's no room for it. The track is, is just, it's too old. F1 is is growing in a, at a rapid pace. I feel silly even talking about this again. I'm just a random, like, I don't even know what I'm saying. But F1 is just growing at a rapid pace, and and the cars are getting so much better. They're so much faster. DRS is everything. Overtaking is everything. And Monaco doesn't allow for any of that. Um, and, yeah, I felt like that race could have been so dope. Um, it is a little bit weird. Ferrari and Leclerc, it felt like they had things locked up. They were leading the constructors by quite a bit. They were leading the world championship by quite a bit. And now things are, are right back to neck and neck. I know that uh, Verstappen uh, gain, or leads by even more in the driver's championship right now. And he has two did not finish on the year. <laughs> uh, Max is still driving out of his mind. Sergio Perez won the Monaco Grand Prix. Good for Perez. Um, he's unbelievable. I love Checo. Um, Carlos Sainz came in second, then Max, and then Leclerc. So, yeah, really felt like, really felt like they were going to, Ferrari was going to run away with it. And now Red Bull's right back in it, and Max Verstappen is leading the, the world championship. So, that's pretty much all I got for Formula One. Um, just giving you guys a little bit of an update. I want to start having some more guests on. So the World Cup is this summer. Uh, the U.S. just had an unbelievable win last night, um, the U.S. national team. And I, I want to start talking about all that crap. I got quite a few friends that, that really love soccer and are pretty locked in, so I'll have them on. I'll have them as guests. I'm going to be doing NBA draft here soon with Hayden. Um, but, yeah, as of right now, we're just talking NHL, breaking down the playoffs still. Uh, and then obviously the NBA Finals. So I will be back in, in hopefully less than a week and breaking down some more of this stuff for you guys. I really appreciate you guys listening. Please follow me on social media, at phaney32 on all socials. Um, yeah, love you guys. Thank you for listening.